Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello and welcome to today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. It's been a while, uh, just different things going on and and, uh, things like that. Um, with our neighborhood Bible time, and then uh, gone there at NGM camp, and then uh, just traveling, just different things going on this summer. It's been a busy summer, but I'm thankful for uh, for Brother Lindell and Pastor and Brother Tommy and John David and their encouragement and, uh, and their faithfulness. And uh, I'm thankful for these lifting lessons at lunch. Uh, it's an encouragement not only to me, but I know it's an encouragement to, to those that watch and listen. We have many, many people that listen um, whether it be the podcast version or the video version, um, from all around the world. And so we know that the Lord is using these, and we just pray that we'll be faithful stewards of what God has entrusted to us here. And, uh, you know, I look at the lifting lessons as something that God has entrusted to us. I don't look at it like something that, you know, we started, but really it's something that God started in the hearts of, uh, of Pastor and Brother David Garlick and, and things. Um, and then really we're just carrying on that, that burden that they had. Um, and we're thankful for our pastor and the vision that he has for our church and uh, the way that he leads us. And uh, so we're thankful for that today. But today, uh, we're going to be starting a series, of course, uh, a series within a series. We're uh, our series on faith. It's our summer of faith. And uh, I have been blessed by Brother Tommy's lifting lessons over the last few weeks. What an encouragement those have been. And uh, today, we're going to begin a, a, a mini-series in the series of faith. I'll be doing this. And uh, it will be uh, on the Bible. On the Bible. We can have faith in our Bible. We can have faith in our Bible. We're going to be looking um, over these next few Mondays at Psalm 19, the 19th Psalm. It's a Psalm of David. And as you read this psalm, you see that uh, in verses 1 through 6, David, he speaks to uh, he speaks of worship. We see he speaks of the creation in, in verses 1, 2, and 3, and, and, he, and he goes on and, and speaks of just our worship. And then from verses 7 to 14, he speaks of God's word. So we see our worship to God, and then in verses 7 through 14, he says uh, he speaks to our worship really of God's word. And uh, so what an encouragement we see here um, in Psalm 19 about what David is writing uh, about, what the Holy Spirit had impressed, had inspired David to write about. And we as Christians, we can have faith in the Bible. We can have faith in the Word of God. We must have a standard of truth. We must have something that does not change that is the same for all people, at all places, at all times throughout history. And that is God's Word. We have the Bible. And the Bible is what leads us and guides us and teaches us and gives us direction and discernment. We know what God thinks about things because of the Bible. And now what good would the Bible do if we didn't believe that it was God's Word? If we didn't have faith, if we didn't trust that this book, that this King James Bible is God's Word, that it has no error in it, and that it is the preserved Word of God for the English-speaking people. See, we believe it by faith. We believe it. We believe that history has shown it and has proven it. 
But even beyond that, just uh, just reasoning, just rational reasoning and based on the promises of the Word of God that he would preserve his inspired Word, we can hold the banner of this King James Version of the Bible high and say, this is God's Word. And we don't have to apologize for it. But we can have faith that what every single word that is found in between page 1 all the way to Revelation chapter 22, every word found from the beginning to the end and everything in between is God's word and we can have faith in it. And as we're looking at the 19th Psalm, we're going to notice some things, some truths about what the Bible is. It shows us what it is and what it does. That's really going to be our twofold outline for each of these points as we go through these next couple of weeks. We see what the Bible is and what the Bible does. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Why we can have faith in the Word of God. The Scripture is sufficient to our lives. The Word of God is sufficient. And as we open our Word of God, I encourage you to open your copy of the Word of God And if you don't have a King James Version of the Bible, I encourage you to get a King James Version of the Bible. You say it's too hard to understand, it's too difficult to understand, but you see, we live in the most educated time in all of the world, and it's difficult for me to believe that if we can read Shakespeare and read all of these old writers and there's no need for updates, we can sing the old hymns and there's no need for updates, then there is definitely no need for an update in the Word of God. You see, truth needs no update. Truth is true, and it always has been, and it always will be. And as we look about the Word of God, I encourage you to use the same Word of God, the only Word of God in the English language that we will be studying this out of. But we see here the first truth that we find about the Word of God is found in verse 7. Let's read verses 7 through uh, uh, 9 together. Let's read these three verses. The Bible says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In these three verses, we've seen what the Bible is and what it does. We've seen a lot of what the Bible is and a lot of what the Bible does. And today we're going to look at the first thing. And we see that the Bible, I encourage you to take notes, but the Bible is perfect. We can have faith that the Bible is perfect. Notice what verse 7 says, the law of the Lord, that's the Bible, the law of the Lord. It's a, it's a synonym for what the Bible is. The law of the Lord is perfect. That's what it is. It's perfect. And what does it do? It converts the soul. Let's look at the truth that the Bible is perfect. The word perfect here, it means complete, whole, entire. It goes back to what I was saying from the very beginning to the very end and everything in between. It's perfect. It's complete. It's whole. It is entire. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, that God is perfect. And if God is perfect, then his word must be perfect. If there are errors in this Bible, then I would be lying to you if I were to get up and say, take the word of God too. Because if it has errors, then it cannot be from God. Because God is perfect. Therefore, his word must be perfect. 
It says that the law of the Lord is perfect. It is complete. It is whole. It is entire. It is God's word. It is perfect. Everything that you and I need to live for God in this present day is found in this Bible. It's found in the word of God. We see what the Bible is. We see that it's perfect, it's complete, it's whole, it's entire. But notice what it does. It converts the soul. The Bible says that it's converting the soul. Warren Wearsby once said that this is the same as restores in Psalm 23 verse 3. The word converts the sinner from his ways and restores the saint when he wanders. It refreshes him and heals him. How often have you been downtrodden? Have you been beaten up by this world? But you go to the Bible and it converts your soul. It restores your soul. This Bible has healing power. You say, well, now you're starting to talk about healing. Oh, now don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not saying that if somebody's broken their leg, you can go slap their leg with the Bible and they'll be healed. What I'm saying is that if you're discouraged, if you're downtrodden, you can go to the Word of God and find encouragement and find help because what this Bible says is everything you need. This Bible is sufficient. It is the same as restores. It converts the sinner from his ways and restores the saint. What he's saying is that the Bible shows the sinner how to be saved and shows the saint how to be sanctified. This Bible shows the sinner, the one who's lost, the one that does not know Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, how to be saved, but it also shows the saint, those that are saved, how to be sanctified, how to be more like Christ, how to be set apart from this world. That's what sanctification is. The Bible shows us everything that we need to live godly in this present world. Spurgeon said about converting the soul that making the man to be returned or restored to the place from which sin had cast him. When he's saying that if, if sin has cast you somewhere, the Bible can bring you back. The practical effect of the word of God is to turn the man to himself, to his God, and to holiness. And the turn or conversion is not outward alone. Notice it's the soul. It doesn't just change your outside. No, no, no. It goes even deeper. It starts and it goes all the way to the inside, to the soul. It's moved. It's renewed. The great means of the conversion of sinners is the word of God. And the more closely we keep it to, we keep to it in our ministry and the more likely are we to be successful. What he's saying is that if you want to be successful in serving God, do what God's word says. Then he goes on to say, It is God's word rather than man's comment on God's word, which is made mighty with souls. When the law drives and the gospel draws, the action is different, but the end is one. For by God's spirit, the soul is made to yield and cries, Turn me and I shall be turned. Try men's depraved nature with philosophy and reasoning, and it laughs your efforts to scorn. But the word of God soon works a transformation. The Bible is able to convert the soul. If you need encouragement today, come to the Word of God. If you need to be saved, go to the Word of God. It'll point you to Jesus Christ. If you are a lost, uh, if you're a saved saint, but you're away from God, come to the Word of God. It'll bring you back. Notice, I love what Spurgeon said here. He said, when the law drives and the gospel draws, the action is different, but the end is one. And it draws you to the Lord. 
And where do you find it? You find it in the Word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Next Monday, I'm going to share with you a story uh, that was in uh, a historical true story. I think it'll make you laugh. Um, and it's a wonderful truth about the, uh, the, the Word of God and how it will be preserved and last forever. I pray today that your faith in the Word of God has been grown and your faith in God has grown. We pray that you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week, and we look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.